0: From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop Turtle Creek Village, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble. Enjoying, well, it's still winter, but it feels like a beautiful spring day out there. Joined, as always, by a man who they say has all grit and no quit.
1: He, of course, Sean P. Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Good day, Ryan Trimble. It is a good day. It's a beautiful day. I got 10,000 steps in yesterday because the weather has changed. Proud of you. Thank you. Very proud Thank of you. Thank you. So I'm feeling good. Today, not there yet, but it's, it's early. I was I was harking back
0: to a previous episode the other day when we were having our, our step competition, our <laughs> Fitbit step competitions. And when I stayed up till like ten o'clock, just walking around the block over and over and over,
1: man, and I finally ones. beat you. Oh, days, man. Going out looking at the clock and be like eleven thirty p.m. I'm like, yeah, I got to get about eighty more steps. You're right. So you walk down the street. We need to. We need to. We need to reinstitute that. We need
0: to bring that back. I'm here for that. I'm okay. here for that. 2024. 20. 20. 20 mid 2024. Mid. Yeah. 2020. Don't want to
1: rush into these no, things. No, no. But also, we don't want to go too far in the summer either. So maybe like, maybe like May, June. May. 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 May the 4th. May the 4th. So a couple of things. Be May the 4th, you. obviously, is Star Wars Day. And I have already begun making plans because they are re-releasing The Phantom Menace back wow. in the theaters. That is huge news. So I'm already make. I run this by the family. Everybody has given me a tentative yes. And it's gonna, I believe it is on May the fourth. Um is man. the day when it's gonna happen. Man, separate aside, we took the kids to Disneyland recently and mm-hmm. it was awesome.
0: And we went to Star Wars Galaxy Edge. It was really fun, man. It was you would love it. Were there lightsabers? Oh, there, yes, plenty of lightsabers, retractable ones, real ones, double, you know, both staff looking lightsaber ones. I mean, you name it, lots of lightsabers.
1: I think that will also May the fourth will be the day when we have the bond election here for the city of Dallas.
0: That's what they say, Sean. That's what they say. Need to look that up to make sure I'm right about that. (laughs) Yes, for those of you who who have not been following along at home, uh, the city recently passed or or called for a bond election uh, to the tune of uh, one point. I get. I'm going to mess up these numbers, Sean. I believe it's around one point two seven billion. Um. Really, uh, it's it's a pretty sizable bond. It's robust. A, it's, it's robust. I, it's what I would call it. We've, you know, we've been tracking it. There's parks and parks. Uh, it's getting, you know, 350 million. Arts is getting a piece, and we've been working with several several other, you know, groups that are working on projects associated with the bond. And so, it's exciting. Hopefully, we can get it passed because uh, uh,
1: that would be great for Dallas. It's going to be a great investment. It'll be great for Dallas. Um, I guess it'll be one of the last projects that our city manager, TC Broadnax works on because the week of this recording, we all, at least on our team chat, got a a message and saw the memo that city manager, TC Broadnax, his last day as city manager in the city of Dallas will be June 3rd after seven years. That's right. It's, you know, it's
0: uh kind of wild you know he's been through a global pandemic as a city manager and and uh came from had spent some time in san antonio and then came from tacoma um and then uh came to dallas from there and so uh it's been a, a interesting 7 years and um 7 years is a long time to do that job that, that's a, a that's a, a big time. big long tenure in that job so
1: um you know we wish city manager uh well you know the judge And she's been on this kick pre-pandemic. But she's been on this kick that TC and I look exactly alike. That has, like, been her thing. And one of her goals has been, which she has yet to be successful. But her goal was to take a picture of us in the same place at the same time. (laughs) Now, I ran this by TC at a Friday group dinner Uh once. Okay. And he... Uh, it's actually, I think it was a Dallas breakfast Group actually. And he played along and we did take a photo. <laughs> and I did send it to the judge, which made her laugh. But also she was mad that I got the picture before she did. Uh, I want to know who bench presses more. That's what I want to know, John. <laughs> well, I could I could probably find that out Here's for you. There's some research yeah, on work that. Work on that. Work on an
0: experiment. Let's find out.
1: Well, you know, um, I want to say, you know, you know, for my fraternity brother, T.C. Broadnax, over seven years, I think he's had, you know, a lot of wins, a lot of successes. It had not been easy. It's been a pretty bumpy ride, to say the least. But, you know, I I will say as someone who worked at the city of Dallas as a staff person and, you know, I know you worked as a staff person um, in the the state ledge. You know, I I always appreciated that he did stick up for staff. He always did work to take care of his staff from his ACMs all the way down the line. And, you know, you really appreciate that, especially when it happens around the horseshoe, uh, because sometimes, you know, your big bosses don't always like the way that things are going. And sometimes they forget that there are people who are sitting at their desk, watching these meetings and hearing themselves being talked about even as hard as they're working. So, I always appreciated TC and the way he handled his staff and, uh, you know, wishing nothing but the best in whatever his next deal is.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Absolutely. So th- uh, we th- thank him for
1: his time and uh, looking forward to today's episode. Yeah. Today's episode, we're going to be talking to one of the leaders in the area from, um, from Boy Scouts, but it, it made me, before we talk about our interview, uh, made me wonder you know do you fancy yourself ryan trimble as an outdoorsman like what's your what's your background in, in camping and, and being out in the in the wild I'm
0: really glad you asked sean uh, as as i've told you uh earlier today um i stayed in a teepee once <laughs> and you can uh, send that in as a humble brag I, I will do much. that. um but yeah we grew up uh went to I actually got a chance, our, our, my, the high school I went to had a deal with Philmont Boys Ranch oh, yeah, in New yeah, Mexico, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the Boy Scout uh, property in New Mexico. and It's a beautiful property. Um, and we got to go camping for a whole week there one time, and that was really an amazing place to go. Um, and then uh, Bear Canyon in the Sandia Mountains mm-hmm. was a place. But we grew up going to Durango and camping where my parents grew up. And, um, you know, i, I guilty. I'm totally guilty, Sean. We haven't taken the kids, but I know that uh, Lauren, Scout leader Lauren, uh, mm-hmm. is getting ready with the Girl Scouts to go on a a camping trip. Now this is going to be tense. I mean, we're oh, not staying
1: in the fancy lodges. So. You know, Isaiah was a was a Boy Scout. He he became right. a Life Scout, and you know, I was a Cub Scout. Didn't I? Don't think I did any Boy Scouts. I was a Cub Scout, uh-huh. and so as a as a Boy Scout dad, went on one camping trip. With Isaiah, he's a really good scout. Yeah, great with knots, great with knives, picture all of me. that stuff. And but the one trip that I went on, it was super duper cold. <laughs> I fun. I think I only had on one pair of socks. Yeah, which was the first mistake because when the feet are cold, like everything it's brutal goes from there. And I believe. I started in the tent, but I think I ended in the van. As well. I believe <laughs> is where I ended the night because that Couldn't solo tent up. just it was not cutting, man. I remember when
0: we uh, when I stayed in the aforementioned teepee, Sean, and I, I believe that the the scout uh, the the leaders that were with us had put the outside of it on backwards, and so <laughs> there was about you know eight inches of just. Your breeze coming underneath the TV, Mm, not what you want, which is great for if you're looking for fresh air, but not great (laughs) if you're laying, you know, in a sleeping bag around the edge of the tent. So I had my, yeah, I had my face all squished up on the bag. And if you had to go to the bathroom, man, it was just, it was a whole deal. So yeah, cold camping is,
1: you know, God bless the people that do it. Well, you know, as a member of the Circle 10 Council, uh, the Boys Council of America here locally, uh, who I came in with our. Immediate past president, Senator Royce West, who is so funny because in scouts we call him Royce, which always sounds weird to say. <laughs> right. But um, so Royce West was our immediate past um, president of the board. But uh, today we're going to be talking to the president of Circle 10 Council, Sam Thompson, who's super great and I've really, really enjoyed working with. And I think people are really going to really enjoy this conversation
0: yeah this is a a big high energy conversation coming your way so let's jump right into it right after this quick break this is deconstructing dallas ryan trimble sean williams we'll be right back back. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, we have an outstanding guest lined up today. I'm very excited to talk to him. I know you have gotten to know him quite well through your service. Um, he, of course, Sam Thompson, the CEO of the Circle 10 Council of Boy Scouts of America. Sam, welcome to the hello. show.
2: Hello. hello Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're,
2: we're grateful you could squeeze
0: us in. I know you've got a busy schedule, so. Um, you know, I, I know Sean and I uh, know you and know your work, but uh, for our listeners who aren't as familiar with you, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
2: Absolutely. Well, hello, Dallas, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on this podcast. It's exciting to, to share with you uh, this my spirit of scouting, and hopefully after our little conversation, you all will take a little spirit of scouting away with you. Uh, my name is Sam Thompson. I'm the CEO and Scout Executive of the Circle 10 Council. Uh, and I've been in the circle. I've been in the Boy Scout business for about 36 years. I like to tell people I've been in Boy Scouts since I was eight years old, but I've been a professional scouter for 36 years. Served in five different councils and five different states in this, in in America. Finally landed in Texas and made it my home. So I've been here. I've lived in Texas the longest, um, and we're excited about that. Been here about 18 years. Um, been the Circle Ten Scout Executive and CEO for. Uh, since 2017. Um, and we're doing great things in in the community uh, for the kids of our community and growing
1: scouting every day. You know, Sam, I, I have got to work with you. I, I know your story. And you know, it's amazing how many of our, our scout leaders and executives have a similar path as far as how long they've been involved. So I, I did want to ask you, what got you into scouting early on? And what has um, has caused it to be such a lifelong passion for you?
2: So it's a really, really unique story, but it starts today for kids the same way it started for me when I was eight years old. Uh, somebody dressed in a scout uniform came to my elementary school, handed me a flyer. I got with a couple of my buddies and said, hey, this thing looks pretty cool. Let's go do it. Um, took the flyer home to my mother and said, mom, I really want to be a scout. And she, our family did not know a lot about scouting, um, had not had any involvement at all but just so happens the troop meeting was at the church where my mom was the secretary. So she said, I'll go check it out. And uh, went that night to the, to the troop meeting, happened to be an Eagle court of honor. Um, and if you know anything about Eagle court of honors at the very end of the Eagle court of honor, the young man leans down and kisses his mom on the cheek. And so my mom came home from that experience and said, Oh yeah, you can be a scout and yes, you will be an Eagle <laughs> Scout. So I have two brothers, one in Montana, one in Arizona. They're both Eagle Scouts as well. And so we call my mom the three-star general. She wears her Eagle patches uh, pretty pretty prominently on her blouses on a regular basis. So that's kind of my story. Started at eight years old, have been registered every single year since then. And I just turned 60 on the, over the weekend. So um, got a little bit of tenure in this organization.
0: Man, happy birthday. That's outstanding. And Congrats to your mother. The, uh, we, we salute her for sure. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, it, that that reminds me. You know, uh, my former in my former life, um, uh, my boss used to his three boys were all all Eagles, and we would write uh, you know congratulatory letters to every Eagle Scout and you know that came through and the, the troop and everything. And so that's how I got to know Circle Ten specifically. Uh, you know, initially. But can you tell me a little bit more about Boy Scouts of America's Circle Ten Council?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Circle 10 Council covers 20 counts, 20 counties in North Texas and four counties in southeastern Oklahoma. We currently serve about thirty four thousand scouts uh, in our in our in the in that territory. Um, everything from uh, seven year old Cub Scouts in our in our elementary school, we call Cub Scouting, goes from seven to about ten and a half or eleven. And at eleven, they join the scouts, uh, so what we call now today, Scouts BSA. And from 11 to 18 or that middle school and high school age uh, is when young people engage in our scouting programs. We have other programs as well, uh, Exploring, um, which is a career-based program for ages 14 to 21. A lot of law enforcement agencies, uh, fire departments, and even some hospitals use that as an internship program for young people, a way to connect with young people, to bring them into their organization and teach them about uh, the career of, of their choice. Uh, another program that's called Exploring. The other program we have is called Venturing, uh, a co-ed program for, that really centers around high adventure, hiking, caving, climbing, um, uh, uh, rafting, all those big high adventure activities. And so Cub Scouts for elementary, Scouts BSA for middle school and high school, exploring and venturing for those older high school students.
1: So, Sam, I, I think a lot of people think of Scouts as as camping and, and just helping out in the community and um, all those kinds of things, which, which obviously we do. And you mentioned a few things, but can you talk a little bit about how scouting works today um, that, that people may not be aware of?
2: Yes, all those, all those um, things you talk about, Sean, are the way that we attract kids. But our real mission in life is to instill values into young people so that they can make ethical choices over their lifetime. And we want them to make those ethical choices based on the words found in the scout oath and scout law. And so the best thing I can do is repeat that scout oath and scout law. So the scout oath on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God and my country to, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight. The scout law, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Think about what the world would be if we had all of our young people trained in duty to God, duty to country, duty to self, and they were living their lives by those 12 points of the Scout Law, everything from trustworthy to reverent. I think Texas would be a different place. I think America would be a different place. I think the world would be a different place.
0: This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're visiting with Sam Thompson, the CEO of the Circle 10 Council Boy Scouts of America. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to uh, j- jump on with a few more questions, with Sam. So stick with us through the break.
1: Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are with Circle 10 Council CEO Sam Thompson. Um, Sam, I want to pick back up a little bit where we left off uh before the break because I know that you know our leaders in Circle 10 are so um so laser focused on the whole development of the young person that they're dealing with, and there are so many opportunities to really instill a great foundation and foundational values into. The young person. So can you talk a little bit more about um, how our leaders are going about doing that? Yeah,
2: I think it's I think it comes back to the three major points of the scout oath, right? Duty to self, duty to God and duty to country. And when you look at duty to self, the one thing that we want to do is build character traits in young people, again, based on those 12 points of the scout law. But we teach the importance of values and responsibility to all of our scouts. Uh, not, only, not only just the difference between right and wrong, but values such as fairness, courage, honor, and respect for others. And the real key is, is to, this is not a lecture teaching. This is a hands-on learn how to be honorable, learn what courage really means, and learn how to respect others. Uh, a big part of our program, duty to country, is citizenship. Every single meeting starts with the, with the Scout Oath, the Scout Law, and the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and it teaches our young people their role in not only their neighborhoods, their communities, but also in America. Um, and I think that, you know, we talk about personal fitness and, and due, again, duty to self. We, we get every one of our activities has some type of physical activity to it. You look at the latter part of the Scout Oath where it says, I'll keep myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight and what that means is we teach our kids that to get the most from life you must be both mentally and physically fit and from an early age we teach our scouts that regular exercise is an important part of their growth and their development and so they get opportunities to have outside fun but we're really talking about their personal fitness
1: now sam scouting as far as boy scouts has gone has been for boys traditionally but now scouting and the boy scouts is open for girls and so i wanted to get your thoughts on how that transition is going at least uh, for circle 10 yeah it's
2: it's actually very positive of those 34,000 scouts that we serve in our 24 counties 5,000 of them are girls um and and there's they're staying with us uh, we opened up and offered uh scouting to families full families because that's what our families were asking us to do. Uh, they they knew of scouting and they knew it was for their boys, uh, and, but they wanted something for their girls as well. And so we opened up our doors. Uh, 5,000 young girls have joined us since 2019. Uh, and many of them have transitioned on. Uh, many of them have moved from the elementary program, the Cub Scouts, into the middle school and high school programs, the Scouts BSA. We actually have um, about 50 eagle scouts that are girls now which is tremendous some of those girls have also kept their career in girl scouting and so and they've earned the highest award in girl scouting which is called the gold award so we affectionately call those girls our golden eagles Um, and think about that on a girl's resume she's achieved everything she can in an all-girl program and now she's achieved the highest level of scouting in the scouts bsa program and so we're pleased to have them uh, it's it's exciting to have uh, girls girls are uh they resonate to our advancement programs they like our structure uh they're very checkboxy uh, unlike boys i talked to a scoutmaster the other day who said it's interesting to watch a set a bunch of girls um set up a campsite versus a bunch of boys the, the girls get their instructions and about 10 minutes later their campsite is completely set up You look back over at the boys and the boys uh, are still playing in the fire. So, um, you know, there's lots of stuff going on in that dynamic. The key component is in our elementary school programs, our Cub Scout programs, they're together as a group. Boys and girls are together as what we call a pack. When they hit that magic age of 11 and they become Scouts, they actually go two separate ways. It's a parallel path, but there are girl troops and boy troops, girl troops led by female Scoutmasters boy troops led by male male scoutmasters and they may meet at the same place they may go to the same camp but when they're camping out in in the wilderness they're in very separate uh parts of the of the campsite uh and they have their own leadership that that keeps them uh, safe during during their outings
0: yeah sam you know speaking of camping i know last year camp wisdom in southern dallas celebrated 100 years Uh, you know, for, for a lot of folks in the city, maybe that is just the name of a street that they've driven on. But can you tell us a little bit more about that campground and what makes it so special?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's the oldest operating summer camp in the state of Texas, whether it's a scout summer camp or a recreational summer camp. It's the oldest operating summer camp in the state of Texas. And Camp Wisdom is virtually a playground for kids. There are Caves. There are ships. There are um uh, uh uh castles. There's archery ranges. There's a ropes course, zip lines, all fishing, canoeing, everything within sight of the Dallas skyline. It's the highest point in Dallas County. Our flagpole is actually posted at the highest point in Dallas County, and from that point, you have a magnificent view of the skyline of Dallas. So come on out to Camp Wisdom. Come on out and see what we're doing. We've got things going on every single day of the week and every weekend. I would like to address that. Camp Wisdom has been key to a new program that we started a couple of years ago that we call Learning on Location, and it's a a, a collaboration with Region Ten, which is the um, the the organization that helps local yep. ISDs and local principals and superintendents, um, and it's really an outdoor education program where we ship kids to Camp Wisdom with their schools, with their teachers, um, and then provide a syllabus for those kids to have a great day outside at Camp Wisdom. And they're actually learning some of the skill sets or putting hands-on learning to some of the lesson plans that they get in their everyday school. Outstanding uh, um, uh, launch of this. Last year, we saw about 14,000 kids at Camp Wisdom alone. Man,
0: that's that's really exciting stuff. So, it, it, so tell me, Sam, if somebody wanted to be a part of this excitement, how would they go about getting involved in scouting?
2: Well, there's lots of ways to get involved, right? Um, you you can come in as a youth member, or you can come in as a family member. You can convert from a family member to a leader, uh, or you can just come in as a donor and help Circle Ten continue its mission to provide to provide more programs to more kids. Uh, as a youth member, if you'd like to join, uh, go to Your Adventure Starts Here, all one word, youradventurestartshere.org. Uh, click on it, find your zip code, and find a troop or a pack uh, near you. Uh, we we have a lively um, interaction on Instagram and Facebook, and that is instagram.com slash circle10 slash facebook.com slash c 10 c 10 Boy Scouts. And we're on LinkedIn as well, talking to the business community about how they can get involved in celebrating some of the successes of some of our staff here at LinkedIn.com slash company slash BSA underscore circle 10 all one word. Come and connect with us. We're ready to have you. Welcome to Scouting. What took you so long?
1: Sam, I think that that, you know, for any of our listeners who have, have had an opportunity to to hear you and hear the passion that you have. Um, it's kind of like I think for for most of us on the board who you know are really excited to have you and really excited for the work about that you do. And so thank you. For, thank you for sharing that with our audience. Uh, thank you for everything you do. Is there is there any place that our listeners can find you if they're looking for you on social media?
2: Uh, I'm pretty much following my circle 10 stuff. So, uh, um, I do have a Facebook, but I'm not on it very often, but you could go to Facebook and find Sam Thompson and you'll hear all good things about my wife and my family and all my friends that she posts for me. So, um, but, but guys, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. You know, um, I believe that it's the right time for scouting. Um, we've been through some things in the last 10 years, We've made some changes in the last 10 years, but the future is bright and our kids are still getting the program that they deserve, the opportunities that they yearn for and the achievement and the recognition for the achievement that they do on a regular basis. I'll just give you a few little facts. Um, Last year, we had 639 Eagle Scouts in one year. Those 639 Eagle Scouts um, provided 136,000 service hours to our community, which relates to about $4.3 million that came back to our communities, various communities in all 20 of those counties, all four of those counties in southeastern Oklahoma, to the tune of about $4.3 million. More importantly than the Eagle Scouts, well, I probably shouldn't say that. It's probably not more important, but equally important to the Eagle Scouts is last year we had 800 Weeblos, those fifth graders, earn the highest award in Cub Scouts, which is called the Arrow of Light. And the likelihood of and, and those kids moving from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, if they earn that air of light, is like 85 90%. And so we're super excited about that number. Wow. That means our, our older programs will continue to grow. Come join us. Come get your kids involved. It's not sitting on the sidelines. We want parents as well. So come on and be a part of scouting. Texas needs us more than ever. America needs us more than ever.
0: He's never short on energy. He's Sam Thompson. Sam, thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back deconstructing Dallas Ryan Trimble Sean Williams Sean big thanks to Sam that was uh, it was great a lot of energy um, learned a lot about our local uh, you know Circle Ten Council and uh, just really appreciate him coming
1: on I mean Sam's passion comes through in every conversation he has we've gone to lunch and you know it just doesn't matter his passion for scouting is already always there and you know we just had an executive board meeting um, on yesterday. And, you know, it was the first meeting for our new chair, Nancy Ann Hunt, who is the new chair of the Circle 10 Council Board. And so great meeting with her and, you know, really want to continue to share the mission of scouting with more folks throughout North Texas. So glad Sam was able to join us.
0: Yeah, big thanks to Sam and uh, look forward to seeing more great things from the scouts. Now, Sean, it feels as though spring has sprung And uh, you have some big
1: plans for the spring, don't you? We are two weeks away from spring training, my friend, at least for Judge and Malia and I. We are headed out to see the Rangers in their spring habitat of Surprise, Arizona. We are going to get to see two games this year. Not only will we see the Rangers v. Guardians at Surprise Stadium, but we are also going to take a trip over to Tempe, to Diablo Stadium, the oldest and smallest stadium in the Cactus League. Ah, Very good. To see the Rangers take on Ron Washington and the Angels. What are they now? Are they the Los Angeles Angels, I think? Well, who knows? Ask me tomorrow. They were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I think they may be the Los Los Angeles Angels. Angels. Period. Full stop. Uh, Yes.
0: Now, I'm really excited that you're going back, Sean, because as you all recall, Our, your, my Texas Rangers are the World Series champions. And it all started when you made the bold, wise, and courageous decision to go to spring training last year and cheer them on, Sean.
1: I was glad to do it for the entire region. I was glad to do it for Ranger Nation. And it's so funny to me that Judge, when we went last year, she kind of just came because it was Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) But she had a good time at the game. And it was her suggestion that we go back this year. And as soon as she said that, I immediately got online (laughs) and started. Oh, God. Twist your arms. Looking at games. And this was actually two right after Ron Washington was announced as the the Angels Uh coach. And so it coincided with spring break. And so I'm in. And the stadium, if you look it up, Diablo Stadium, it has like. I don't know you're you're from the the area so is it it's called a, a Butte uh,
0: uh the, you, a Butte would be a water feed uh water box. what's
1: the there's like a okay there's like so? yeah it's a rock formation okay that okay. Is, that is right in left field just past the concession stand and you can see it from the highway uh-huh. when you're driving by and so when we were driving to our hotel last year you can see the big A for Angels uh-huh. and it was like man that would be a great place to go to a game you know, super cool and all of the you know stadiums the cubs are right down the road the guardians are down the road all these teams play within you know an hour's drive of one another but to be able to go I'm, I'm so looking forward to to going to diablo stadium and seeing a game i've no, been absolutely. looking at the weather because it's been like really great out there last uh-huh. year was not quite great rain got a believe. little bit of rain mm-hmm. and it was mostly like in the 60s instead of the 70s so Hoping that the weather holds, but yeah, man, we're super excited to get back out to Arizona. Well, we are
0: certainly great grateful and uh, for your efforts to go out and cheer on the Rangers. Let's bring home another one.
1: If, if they bring home another one, we're going to have to go every it's gonna year. It's going to be an annual that. trip. Air, it's going to be if an annual wanna, trip. If they do back to back to go every year. So, man, well, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. We are super excited and thankful for Sam Thompson from Circle Ten Council for joining us. Um, and all the energy he brought to the to the interview. Thank you to our team here at Allen Media, especially our owners, Mary Woodley and Jennifer Pascal. Thank you for Deborah Meek for helping us continue to book our guest. Next week we have a really special guest. We have Heather McGee, the author of The Some of Us who will be joining us on the podcast and she's going to talk about the Band Book Festival that is going to be happening at the Bishop Arts Theater Center is a festival that is inspired by her book, To Some of Us, which will feature six plays by local playwrights. So, you do not want to miss that conversation about her book and about the festival. We want everyone to continue to listen and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers. The numbers are up. After the 100th episode, we are seeing an increase in listeners to deconstructing dallas so continue to do that and also don't forget to give us a five-star review on apple podcast or wherever you find your podcast which we are pretty much on all your podcasting platforms so for ryan trimble this is sean williams deconstructing dallas adios